Welcome to Five Minutes with Sophia. Five Minutes with Sophia is a YouTube blockchain crypto talk show, a podcast, and a quickly newsletter. My guest today is Stephen Shi, founder and CEO of Harmony Protocol, a blockchain protocol that aims to scale trust for billions of people and create a radically fair economy. Welcome, Stephen. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What did you do before founding Harmony One? Yeah, um, uh, thanks for like really starting from the beginning. Uh, my background is actually in research and system and programming. I did my uh, master in mathematics and computer science for my PhD in the compilers and type theory to really understand what the infrastructure play. I went to Google for a few years on Google Maps and I did my first startup and sold to Apple. To, to really do machine learning for as an infrastructure. So coming out, I thought about data a lot. I, I thought about doing large scale data a lot. So my interest has always been startups and really making impact. So many of us um, got together um, as Google, leaving um, the big company to think about doing startups. At that time, blockchain not just become a currency, but many of us thinking about what can be traditional uh, infrastructure engineers think about making an impact uh, through the blockchain. Some of the problem at that time, two years ago, was really thinking about can we scale. Can we make it uh, more professional to the level of stability and global scale? It's where I started. So at that time, I got really quite a few Google friends and Amazon engineers together to start Harmony to think about what would be the next scale of blockchain that will have impact to more people in the world. Great. So I would say Harmony is the platform. Finally, we can think about how to put um, all the ideas, smart contracts, all the game assets, all the way that we can really do financial transaction onto a platform that owned by everyone on earth and to do it together. Um, so for us, we really think about the scalability of the global scale and then also the privacy. So it's not just about public chain versus permission chain. We are the one really to figure out um, how to put many of these applications now onto the platform that really help bringing on the next uh, financial as well as um, uh, having having really uh, open platform for everyone um, it, globally. Okay, so that means that uh, you are trying to solve a scalability problem of the technology, mm -hmm. is that correct? Mm -hmm. So what are the other similar platforms out there um, that could be the competitors of Harmony? Good, hard question to start with, which is what we really care about. Uh, you're right, scalability, right? I think over the last two years, people uh, think about it and talk about it. Scalability is only interesting because now become a proven thing that people want and they really want more and faster and cheaper is where Harmony is, right? The faster and cheaper side of things is very, very critical. Many of the application, if not business, couldn't get to, to it because of it. Now, it's not just about what is possible now with the CryptoKitty and so on, it's what is also possible that people couldn't do, whether decentralized exchange and ordering on that and having more like game asset to be trading, is what people are thinking about now. For us, other protocol like Ethereum itself is evolving into Ethereum too. Polkadot also a great story with the substrate that can scale as well. So whether it's good about Algorand or Avalanche coming out, it's where we pay a lot of attention for different architecture and approach to this problem. So we're very excited to be in this like big space of really making the large a large uh, but open platform. 
All right. So um, I think as far as now, you um, you guys did an IEO on Binance last yeah. year, right? Yeah. How does it go and, and how is this yeah. going great? How many tokens right now? Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, I think Binance is a great platform, also a great partner to really have a long-term view about what the world should be. What would be a financial platform that help whether about new project or new applications to build the ecosystem. So we have a fantastic partnership with them. So also many other exchanges coming out to be not just a liquidation event, not just about um, having another fundraising, but really the branding and the marketing awareness is very, very critical. So last year in uh, uh, June 1st, we did an IEO with Binance, one of the um, uh, large uh, IEO last year. And we have a great success, really attracting with, through many campaigns, many were about telling the story why another platform to think about the future for the next few years and the team is very committed to it that's why we do a great branding and we still could have ongoing so i think many ico project or ico before was just a one-time thing let's get a tokens out get a few more uh, token holders for us it's an ongoing partnership we just announced token swap yesterday with binance oh, we are okay. having sticking with binance uh, we are actually one of the uh, like token swap uh, that many projects got into IO and um, and and they did token last year, baseball go last year. So we're very excited to keep building all these awareness. Right, very soon is talking about many of the DeFi options landing with the tokens, and we're doing sticking with all these uh, sort of DeFi applications. What other mm -hmm. DeFi applications are being built on top of Harmony right now? Great question. Um, DeFi is a full stack. As we all know, most of the DeFi, if not 90% of the DeFi happen on um, Ethereum now. What else uh, with a new platform would be great to attract users and why uh, moving away from Ethereum or what is still going to be happening with Ethereum this year is where everyone pay a lot of attention to. To us, um, financial trans transaction, if not fintech, for sure, like DeFi, on-chain DeFi, is a great way to think about still going to be native use case, if not the majority of use case, of a blockchain to start with, right? All the story about data marketplace, privacy, will naturally come later when you can figure out the incentives and the financial liquidity there. For us, uh, for Harmony, the big picture is we need to get out just purely on-chain transactions or applications. Right. So, so to think about DeFi that have identity, if not on-chain gateway and on-ramp liquidity provider, is really very critical. So our big uh, title this year is actually called CrossFi, like cross-border finance, or okay. like cross, like like on-ramp DeFi. Yeah. So which I think uh, even Ethereum and many of the uh, uh, DeFi players uh, this year will spend lots of time on, right? At the end of the day, DeFi is great. It's going to be 500 million, has been maybe a billion or a few uh, the next few years. But if we can really bring in mainstream users uh, into the space, it's really a trillion dollar opportunity. All right. So since you already mentioned cross cross five, meaning uh, cross border finance, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been paying attention to let's call cross border remittance, which is new, which is using blockchain technology. So mm -hmm. um, are there uh, those applications being built mm -hmm. as well? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we have great partners. We we work with Carbon, which really build a stablecoin. I didn't go deep into explaining like what are, what other things have been building on Harmony as well as what may come. Uh, just giving an overview, but love to really get deep as well. So if we think about DeFi, what Ethereum has been able to do over four years, right? It's already a full stack. And many of the new chain, if not looking at the opportunity, is what you just asked, right? What else is coming? 
first, most, mo most new chain still need to figure out two basic things. The stable coin, yeah. so that people don't need to speculate, right? There's a utility um, value, uh, uh, valuation out of it. Second thing is cross-chain. You really need to work with multiple chains now, right? Whether it's an asset that you see transfer from Ethereum or back to Bitcoin or uh, to some of the exchange coin like BNB, that's the second. And then the third part uh, is the Oracle. Getting the foreign exchange, not just about having like, uh, what is the USD dollars, right? Yeah. There are like, there are many, like every country need to have the liquid. There are two things, the foreign exchange, the price itself, but the price itself is not meaningful. Like they only doing that for stable coin, which is for trading. If you think about what business needs, they actually work with like private bankers to get a call on the money that you want to transfer in another country. You want to manage the liquidity. You want to know how to do the OTC, how much money you can move and on what schedule, right? Let's say you do a, a payroll for your companies of employees all over the world, which is really happening to us, right? Lots of freelancer and a decentralized workforce now. Like how to do even payroll for on um, this new on-chain uh, like infrastructure, it's going to be a great problem. All right, so um, that's fantastic. Um, I think you've been in, uh, you're based in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And yeah. you've been very active in Asia. Right? We have been in Vietnam many times, actually. Yes, I know. Uh, we, yeah, I was just very lucky to meet Sophia, uh, even uh, though I have just a brief stop. Really, really amazing crowd. So at that time, Sophia uh, really showed us uh, Vietnam. In many ways. So for us, uh, we are uh, mostly based in Silicon Valley. Many of my co-founders and team are like 80% working here, but we already have quite a few um, remote team. But most of all, we are very Asia focused because we understand that's really the opportunity is in particular Vietnam, in particular China. Yeah. So we've been to China many times to really learn um, why is it so booming there that uh, many things happening. But I do think that because of the trade war, because of the like emerging market, um, it's just amazing growth in Vietnam that we really uh, spent a few trips there last year and even to explore what Vietnam is, especially for the like developers, especially for the uh, for, for understanding um, where are some of the new economic opportunities. We actually saw lots of... Um, apart from Vietnam, what other uh, you know, Asian markets are you mm -hmm. active in? I mean, apart from Vietnam yeah, and yeah. China. So, uh, very happy to announce, we just uh, hired a director uh, of engineering in Beijing over the break. And we'll be setting an office in Beijing there. Uh, uh, Korea, we already started. Uh, we actually like really setting an entity and having working with local partners. We have some announcement to make uh, coming weeks uh, in Korea because we have a full time there for a few months or for almost like five months already. Um, we took 10 people to uh, India just uh, two months ago to really check out Bangalore. Incredible, yeah. into Delhi and De Bangalore. Very impressed by the fintech uh, progress there. Really, uh, I do think that the, there's a strong trend um, between uh, like moving many. Like China is a maturing market now, if not yeah. uh, monopolized by some players. But I think India just catching up and very, very, uh, uh, very, very uh, progressing fast. And we have a few partners in Indonesia as well. So these these are some of our key markets. All right, so the Chinese market, um, I guess, is a very competitive right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say so, uh, and a little bit uh, hard to determine, if not known. Uh, I would say at that time, um, we really um, want to be part of it uh, to understand the growth. 
but at the same time, how to position yourself, you have to be very political, understanding, if not having local partners, if not like really being part of the market, uh, like people really become very attached to the media perspective of where the political uh, climate, if not some of the problems there. At the same time, business is really happening at a different pace and having a different approach. So I would say definitely competitive. The market is still very open. Yeah. So, you know, I have a lot of clients um, and business contacts in Europe that want to enter Chinese market. And my view is that Chinese market is not that easy. You should come to South Asia first thing because that's yeah. a more open market and uh, more accessible to, uh, to, let's say, European and Amer American startups. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I will agree with that. So I actually grew up in Hong Kong. Many people actually go to Hong Kong first before they really want to take a chance to ease into China. And now I agree, like if you have an opportunity now, uh, like Vietnam, if not Indonesia, it's great chances, right? They're growing 40% uh, uh, a year, which is incredible, right? And China is definitely not at uh, 10% or even 8% uh, anymore. At the same time, uh, uh, China is such a homogeneous market that uh, there are lots of market fit. And most of all, uh, blockchain is truly a global platform. Yeah. You really cannot just say, hey, I'm Silicon Valley, I'm great, I'm here, only serving the European market. We have to really at least understand what the opportunities and what's happening there. And having local developers, having local partners is really what is required of a, 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 of a blockchain platform. The American startup from Silicon Valley and Asian yeah. what are the differences? Yeah, so uh, great, great that you asked about Asia versus um, uh, Silicon Valley. We actually feel um, we have like we have a full time in uh, Greece, uh, Turkey, as well as Holland, um, Denmark uh, before as well. So we, we do truly value the global perspective, if not the culture. But let me say it's a little bit specific about um, like Silicon Valley, let's say versus even Chinese, yep. right? Because we spend lots of time there. Uh, we are co-founders uh, from both countries. Um, so I can say a little more. Yeah. Uh, last year, especially, the whole topic about 996. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> six days a week, nine o'clock to nine o'clock. Uh, we experienced that and we can say a lot more short of that. And all the growth about unicorn in the traditional startup since is insane. Now more than half of the unicorns is actually coming from China. Yeah. So we actually been following um, not just about blockchain, but many of the machine learning, as well as the investment coming from uh, China. We host uh, regular uh, events uh, in Silicon Valley, hosting uh, business from all over the world, but in particular Chinese. So uh, you asked the right question about like, how do I compare? I would say uh, most people are getting lost in the ideolo ideo ideology, if not political discussion. Yeah. They are actually more similar than most people think. Uh, Silicon Valley to begin with, there are lots of immigrants here. Yeah. Many people are very idealistic uh, technologists. Yeah. Same thing in China. Yeah. Right? And seeing the growth is actually remind lots of people where uh, Silicon Valley was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, actually, everyone worked 996 in Silicon Valley. <laughs> Right, like I've been, I know the Apple team, I know the Android team at Google. That if you want to, right? So that's just the work culture and hours. But in terms of like uh, entrepreneurial dreams and opportunities, it's where I see the parallel as well. Silicon Valley, I've been to, I live in New York, I live in other places, is still very idealistic and like we call it the 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 place for dreamers. I would say same thing for Beijing and Shanghai. I got deep yeah. impression. People are very passionate and want to make innovation. Yeah, yeah. What about um, 2020? What's your plan for 2020? 
Great question. I think uh, uh, not just for Harmony, but what about blockchain, right? Adoption, adoption, adoption. People understand the value of blockchain and platform already. People actually solve scalability uh, in understanding already how to put in production. So for us, we have been working with like gaming partners, figuring out the SDK specialized for gaming uh, that do tradings. Our partner in Mocha and Quid will help us to really bring traditional brands we talk about like Hello Kitty's uh, Game of Thrones onto blockchain through Harmony, right? With many of our developers. Yeah. That level of adoption is what we're excited about. Those are really the mainstream brand that people can easily recognize. And on the fintech space, I think DeFi is just getting started. We want to figure out not just a cross-border aspect, but off-chain aspect of it. So for Harmony, we'll be working with partners to figure out the identities. We'll be working with local partners that actually not just have the remittance problem at one time, but maybe payroll, maybe how to put Expensify, Bill.com, many of these um, account, corporate accounting. So they become a B2C play. So there's an ongoing fintech uh, uh, revolution, I say. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting. So apart from uh, financial use cases and uh, gaming, what other use cases um, do you see that will gain attraction in um, this year and in the next few years? Yeah, well, this year and next few years uh, will be a very different horizon. Yeah. I do think that uh, people really understand about one new thing that uh, developers already been on it for a few years. It's the idea of zero knowledge proof. Yeah. So my, my math background is actually in finite fields, polynomials, and yeah. my uh, my PhD is actually in security. That yeah. no one ever asks how to do a start out of it, right? <laughs> and finally, math and cryptography, if not zero knowledge proof in particular, becoming yeah. very very much the hot topic, if yeah. not the key to privacy, the yeah. key that is not uh, your data or your life is not owned by uh, governments or big corporation. Yeah. yeah. So to us. Privacy may happen this year, may happen in five years, but it will be the problem of our generation of our decade. Yeah. So whether many of the, whether decentral organization or whether many of the voting and even just a simple confidential access transfer, yeah. to us, it will be like the key value proposition of blockchain. Yeah. And for us, we are very excited to be part of the production system for, for all these um, new research as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, I, I mean, I, I can go on forever, but um, <laughs> this is five Great minutes question. and I, I think we've been talking for like 30 minutes already. One yeah, last yeah. question, one last yeah. question. What was the plan for Europe? Do you have plan to enter the European market and Absolutely. explore what's happening here? <laughs> I talked a little bit about too much about Vietnam because I really love it there. <laughs> uh, and we'll be spending more time there. We actually have uh, quite a few uh, uh, finance meetups and as well as uh, Europe events already. Uh, I do think that Europe actually understands privacy even earlier, especially yeah. Germany. Yeah. I actually even put in my 2000 plan, I want to visit Berlin because it's the birthplace of blockchain technology. For sure, yeah. many of the cyberpunks, if not privacy tech, right? Yeah. Uh, I think working with whether Web3 or really helping um, like many of the European um, really baking into the whole um, like the privacy law movement is going to be the key. We are actually yeah. thinking about um, also forming an entity there. Uh, we just haven't done much of a roadshow there other than been to uh, Web3 last year. Hopefully yeah. this year we will get more chance to work with many of the local partners as well as local blockchain. We actually like host many people coming from Europe as well. But yeah. then for them, they're still really looking also like globally what can be a platform. 
Yeah, I think um, you know if if you are talking about public uh, blockchain, it has to be yeah. global. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you are absolutely right on that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of privacy, all right. Mm. Um, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for this call. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah would love to catch us sometime later this year. Absolutely, love to follow up some other time yeah. and get. Yeah. 